Happy Friday, and thank you for making it through another week here with the Airport Minute, where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we go over one minute of the greatest disaster movie ever made, the 1970 Universal Pictures movie, Airport. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm your co-host tonight, Nancy O'Kane, wife of the famous Jim O'Kane. And our guest star tonight is Sean German of the Spinal Tap Minute. Welcome, Sean. Uh, hello. Thank you very much, Nancy and Jim. Uh, very uh, glad to be here. Yeah, thanks for thanks for being here on on short notice. We've had a kind of topsy turvy week with uh, with some guests in holiday seasons, but we're, we're glad to have you here. I, I know you've been listening to the show, so you know you know the drill on this. We're still up up in uh, in TGA land. Uh, actually, we're descending from from uh, ten thousand feet, and uh, there's apparently a big hole in the side of the plane, which uh, Dean Martin's just been informed of by uh, his uh, uh, third in command guy. Uh, Gary Collins. So right now they are uh, they're talking back to uh, Toronto Center. Who we've been trying to figure out if this guy is uh, is an actor or if he's a ATC operator. I'm I'm guessing actor, even though he's not listed in the credits directly. But he seems to have uh, a little bit more stage presence than some of the guys that are that have been whipped out of the uh, operator's seat. Yeah, he, he does give a, a very good reading, and he's uh, very calm considering the the circumstances. Yeah, yeah. No. Oh, good. I think that's what they get paid for in that job. They have to act calm no matter what. But they, he does have a good radio voice. That That, that is a, another part of this. And uh, I still enjoy his great lighting. That's one of the best lit offices. Um, I'm sure he wasn't expecting this on sh- third shift, but he still manages to, you know, look uh, <laughs> look in a pr- pretty competent mood. Keep keeping his tie tied nice and tight. Yeah. <laughs> that, that 1 a.m. look. Yeah, I, I did notice that the the tie and and also that the when they switch over to Cleveland control, was, they're also wearing ties and seems fashions come around. Those skinny ties are back in again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah the, the fellow the fellow at Cleveland later it seems to be that's almost a shoelace tie. I mean it's it's one of the one of the tightest little knots I've ever seen. I mean I, I would think that you'd have to yeah that's. You'd give up and just get out the scissors to get it off at night. <laughs> I guess Cleveland is a little bit more fashionable forward than uh, than Toronto is at, at that point. Yeah, yeah, quite a uh, quite a well lit. I mean, an extremely uh, I would think overlit. If if you're looking at a screen that requires you know your your constant focus on a big CRT, I wouldn't imagine that you'd want to have these big bright lights overhead. But I guess you need that for the uh, uh, for the movie cameras. Uh-huh. I never thought about that. You're right. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm sure all those. I wonder if they got those guys box lunches or something. I'm assuming that that's a, <laughs> you know, that's a stock shot from from actually going to maybe not Cleveland Center but some center, probably probably Minneapolis Center, I would think. And they just rolled the rolled the camera in and. Uh, and they they really need that many people to to work the airport. That that seems like a lot of people. That well, to me looked like we used to watch the space launches. That looks like the NASA control room. Yeah, well, it's. I mean, it's a center. It's not a. It's not a tower area. So this is. I mean, they're they're doing business oh, okay. up to Canada and then you know west to west to Chicago. They're you know interfacing with Toronto as we saw, and also places like Pittsburgh and all that stuff. They're kind of the crossroads there. Okay, so it's a regional kind of thing. It's not just one city. Yeah, got it. Yeah. I did have a, a similar thought later. We're, we're jumping ahead a bit in, in the minute to when they flash over to, to the Cleveland Center. Um, I had a similar thought about uh, a NASA control room. Um, I also thought it could fill in as a Dilbert cosplay convention. Uh, they're all in the 
you know, the, the, the white dress shirts with short sleeves. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's very reminiscent of, of Dilbert. Yeah. They just need the end of the tie pointing out. <laughs> the, the color scheme and those I mean we're, we're going later in the minute but the, the color scheme and those overhead I'm assuming those are maps of some kind maybe they're weather maps or something but I just kept hearing the so, sound effect of a bowling alley it just kind of reminds me of an old <laughs> you know when you were a kid and you went to the bowling alley and you had the big the grease pencil things where you could put the scores up overhead that's what that's what this looked like to me um, interesting it, it's uh, yeah it is a, a I mean, it is of a different time. Those those chairs would never go now. They have they probably have a, like all IKEA style now versus those uh, really hard metal with the with the giant wheels that could support maybe eight or nine hundred pounds. I would think on each you could you could put them underneath refrigerators and roll them around. So it's very very sturdy kind of a, a control center. Now, Sean, Sean, have you grown up watching Airport? I mean, is this a recent viewing or how? When when do you do you remember the first time you've seen this movie? I'm. Uh, I see that. I saw this movie. I remember it like it was just this morning, uh, because it was just this morning. <laughs> oh, so but at the same. Okay. It, but at the same time, so so this is new to me, but it, it feels very familiar. Um, and 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 you've alluded to this earlier uh, earlier episodes on the podcast. Um, that this is kind of the start of a trend that carries forward. Um, seeing other disaster movies and even something like like Airplane, um, and a take on this sort of disaster movie. But I have a whole new appreciation of seeing uh, where it all began. Uh, so it's it's new, and at the same time, it's very familiar in in the way that. Um, these things have been borrowed, have become part of uh, part of the culture, kind of part of of disaster movie uh the, the type yeah i mean when when you see this you suddenly have a new appreciation for the uh, uh the acting abilities of robert hayes because it's almost a direct lift you can see peter graves and uh, kareem abdul jabbar <laughs> sitting in the you know the dean martin seat there so yes yes it very it it's amazing how it still holds up as an entertainment vehicle that you can still be entertained by the the glacial pace of this story is, uh, you know, in watching the whole movie, it just, there is no way they would make a movie this slow nowadays. Um, uh, but you still get the feeling that, you, you know, like you get invested in the characters and I think, I think it is mostly a, a character piece. You're just, you, you get heavily invested in the characters and really the action, which is only happening now after 30 minutes, it, you don't, you know, you know everybody that's involved here. You know all their backgrounds and things, and what what the stakes are. So it 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 is kind of laborious in laying out your knowledge of the characters. You feel like you're going to have a an essay test at the end of this movie, <laughs> but it, it does come in handy to know what these people are are fighting for. Right. So it's minute one ten, and we're only. Uh, I think four or five minutes after the bomb's gone off and, and the hole is, has been blown in the side of the plane. Uh, so they really do take their time building, uh, building this world, building the characters um, and all these, um, the, the different settings. There's the plane, there's aircraft for control. Um, there's all the different settings, the runway that they're trying to clear um, all these different scenes that are going on. Um, that they do, they do take their time to to build that, and you feel that now that we're here, now that the the danger, the disaster is happening, dangers all around, um, and and we need to spring into action and and do something. Uh, we're right along with the characters. Yeah, and and they seem to be going at it as a 
they're almost checking off the boxes as what what story have we told and what do we need to finish up? They finished up, I think the Helen Hayes story ended first where you say, well, it doesn't really matter that she's a stowaway. She's essential for, you know, working that uh, that trick of trying to get the bomb away from Guerrero. So that, 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 that part's over. The whole, mm-hmm. Gu- the whole Guerrero thing, at least Mr. Guerrero, is done. So we've checked him off the box. Uh, yes. And we've, we know what happened with the bomb. So that's, that's off the, the map. And really we're left with pregnant Gwen and whether they're going to land the plane. And they still haven't pulled Flight 45 out of uh, Runway 29er. So we're getting down to very few. And whether or not, uh, I mean, I don't know if it really counts, but whether or not Tanya's going to take that job offer in San Francisco. So we, we really haven't found out about that portion. <laughs> so it's, uh, it, it's slowly ratcheting down and, uh, killing off, killing off one of the main characters, Dio Guerrero, although, you know, we figured he was going to bring a lot of other people with him. Uh, that's that, that kind of signals to the audience that anything could go wrong, you know, from, from here to the end of the movie, you don't know who's going to get, get it next. Right. The split screens. I mean, this is a conceit of the movie, the split screens and the little eggs that appear with the, with people. And does that kind of take you out of the movie or how does that, <laughs> how do you feel on that? Um, I, I like that. It did take me out of the, the tension a little bit just because I thought of, um, I thought of Pillow Talk. I expected oh. Doris Day and, and Rock <laughs> yeah. Hudson to, to pop up at any moment. Um, that kind of uh, movies where they have uh, multiple people talking on the phone. They have a party line. Yeah. Well, so they did that in Bye Bye Birdie as well. There, yeah, Bye Bye Birdie. So uh, that that took me out of it a, just a little bit because it's it's a device I associate with lighter fare. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. It's it's a way to do it. How do you bring in these voices? They're not talking on the phone. They're over the radio. But it's a similar situation where you've got parties that are distant talking to each other and you want to show both sides of the conversation. Uh, so it, it wasn't too bad, but I did chuckle a little bit. Just the other movies that I associate with with that sort of split screen. Yeah, the uh, I think the only thing that bothers me on this really is these little eggs, like with uh, Toronto showing up. It kind of reminds me of the introductions for guest stars on Love American Style. That that's what I keep expecting <laughs> to see, like a little guest starring, you know, or or, or in the beginning of Love Boat, you yeah. want to see the the Toronto <laughs> call center so, surrounded by a little uh, ship's wheel. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, heart and anchor and all that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah do we really? Do we really need to see, you know, the controller at the Toronto Center, or the Cleveland Center? I guess it helps to see a face and and the lips move when you hear the voice. But uh, how important is it to to see their faces? Maybe not so important. Yeah, it, it was an interesting try, I and mean, I thought it was a a creative touch by the the editors, and especially in pointing out that there's a lot of people working this working behind the scenes. It's not just the pilots trying to figure out where they're going to land. There's a no, the, the whole world is watching. Yeah. And uh, they, they, yeah, they can't really hide it anymore. The the previous stuff that we found out about was all by that cell call units where they would call up by the uh, the, the phone, the, uh, the the airplane phone that they had been using. But now this is all coming out over the open airways, which will mm-hmm. play a, a minor role toward the last couple of minutes of this movie. We are – this kind of is a – I'm sorry to bring you in on a really dull minute. This is kind of mostly a procedural minute where we're – checking in first we checked in with uh, toronto and uh then we're switching switching over to the uh, uh cleveland center and uh they're just trying to observe which one you know the, the fellow's looking at his at his scope and trying to figure out which one of the dots is the, is the guy that's in trouble right uh, I, I i i will disagree with you a little bit and it may be presumptuous as a as a guest who's just popping in for this single minute and 
I understand that there's um, much of this minute is just taken with that transition between Toronto Center and, and Cleveland Center and the control. So there's not a lot of action. Um, but I do think there's a lot going on um, in this minute, um, particularly with Anson Harris. Um, if you if you follow him while um, while Demarest is is talking to control um, from second about 14 or 15 to, to second uh, uh, 30, Anson's eyes, he's playing table tennis in his head. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. something going on there. He's he's looking left. He's looking right. He's looking left. He's looking right. Um, there, there's a lot of performance happening, and he's not doing anything. He, he's, he's not talking on the radio. He doesn't seem to be actively flying or anything. He's just looking around, but but he's working it. Those eyes are um, – I hope they're, they're getting paid by the mile there because they cover a lot of territory in this minute. Yeah, he's really underlining. I mean, while the Toronto ATC guy is telling him that uh, that Detroit has like five inches of snow on top of ice, but they'll you know, they'll turn the lights on for you if you want to crash in uh, Detroit. <laughs> and so he's just he definitely gives, putting the note. Yeah, he, he, he take when uh, when they suggest they they go towards Tor- uh, Detroit. Um, he's like, oh, I'm not going to Detroit. He's he gives he's like he gives he, he gives Dean a look and a head shake that like just now that's not happening. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, <laughs> nice try, Detroit. That uh, yeah, same. What else you got for us? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can we can we crash in Nebraska? Is that an option? <laughs> it just seems like a yeah, just a terrible evening all around Lake Michigan. So uh, they're. Uh, and Cleveland doesn't have much better, you know, much better luck for him. Uh, with uh, oh. mention, mentioning that uh, uh, that the that two niners still closed, and uh, dear dear old Dean is yelling at him that you know, no, you have to clear the runway. It's imperative that we land there. And uh, he is a man of limited options. I, one thing that's that's bothered me in the first place with this uh, two niner is closed. And I would think that you'd be able, so they've been using 2-2, and as Dean said, he would take off with or without noise abatement. Mm-hmm. So 2-2 is capable of flying a plane. Uh, so I don't understand, I, I mean, he, he's saying that they have control damage that makes landing on 2-9 imperative. If he can turn the plane, they're telling him turn left heading two eight zero, turn right heading two six zero. If he can turn the plane ten degrees, uh, five hundred miles away from uh, Chicago, why can't he turn the plane on two two? I don't understand the. Uh, uh, I don't understand the difficulty in landing two in, in, on two two unless you know it's it's required as a plot device that they can't land on two two. Yeah. Maybe maybe two two is a shorter runway. I, I just that 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 was my. You're cutting out. I'm sorry. Uh-oh. Oh, was was two two was the shorter um, the the shorter runway, so that it had to do with issues of the ability to stop. Um, oh. But you're right; it doesn't make sense that they they wouldn't be able to angle uh, towards that runway with that distance. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there's a crosswind or some something else. It just it seemed to me that if you can't like like part of the ability to operate at an airport and maybe commissioner Ackerman was right back at the beginning. Uh, if you can't operate a runway where you can have emergency landings, why would you allow takeoffs from that same runway? I it just seems like that doesn't seem like a great practice. 
We'll have to go back and watch that scene again with the model airport and see what the dimensions are. Yeah, see if they if they show yeah. anything from above. Uh, oh, there there is the there. Uh, Danny at the snow desk and uh, Mel both have a map of the airport, so maybe we can maybe we can have an over enthusiastic <laughs> listener to the show go back to those previous uh, giant pictures that are on our our WordPress site and <laughs> measure measure all that out. But I'll leave that as a device for the for the listeners to have something to do as the year ends. Um, but it generally a. Uh, a good minute. I mean, this is a, a good, a, a good solid minute. And like you said, it, it, even though it doesn't have a lot of action, there is a lot of exposition and it's laying out the plot and the stakes for the rest of the movie that, uh, nothing's, nothing's happening. And, uh, as we see in those last couple of seconds, uh, while for some reason, the customs agent and the, uh, you know, is, is sitting there listening because nothing's, nothing's going on in customs, apparently, this time of night. No, doesn't he have a relative on the flight, though? I'm yeah, going to give him a pass on that one. His, his niece? Yeah, his Judy, niece is on. Judy Barton is on, is on that plane. So they're going to they're gonna sit there and listen to it while Mel puts on his uh, totes and his... Uh, and his jacket with the sleeves that are too short. Yeah, yeah. And his, his fedora, just in case you, you, you don't use the... Uh, I mean, even back then, I remember 1970, and I had a snorkel jacket in 1970. Yes. I don't yeah, the, the Paul Simon kind with the the fur around the hood. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yes. you look like you were ready to invade Hoth. It just, mm-hmm. But he's he's wearing what I mean. That's kind of one of those members only kind of uh, covers on that on that particular jacket. But he's and he's got his big super galoshes. That's uh, <laughs> over a suit and tie. But he's getting all ready to go out there to the Melmobile and uh, take charge of. Apparently, Joe isn't working fast enough. Yeah, but uh, but. Uh, Burt, Burt Lancaster really makes a makes a show of putting on that coat. Uh-huh. He is uh he is just running that scene from the back. He's yeah. like put put me in the background with you. I'll I'll show you. I'll grab attention. Center screen. Get that. He probably has his own isolated spot. Yeah, you can see he's casting a sh- like two shadows there. Just make sure, <laughs> make sure they know who he is. And uh, Clark Hoey. And the the other two are just standing there or sitting there waiting for the bat phone to ring. Yeah, they're staring at the red and the white phone. <laughs> It's uh, it's amazing. I guess you know they just have to look concerned, and it's the only way you can do it. So, this is a great a great way to uh, to finish up their. Uh, they don't actually. They do have. Uh, an, well, they will have scenes uh, later on, but this is uh, this scene, this minute, and the next minute. I think we're going to be saying goodbye to uh, Clark Howitt and uh, Lloyd Nolan, who are just really two good veteran character actors. You know that you know that you're in a good, uh, exciting movie if these guys show up. We're almost done with uh, Mel's office. There's only about one minute left of, of Mel's office, which is a shame because we've been in it since about minute three. We've, we've visited mm-hmm. it several times. I'm going to miss all those extra models that he's had lying around and uh, all those upside-down pencils. And uh, <laughs> we've, al- we, we've already had to say goodbye to the, uh, the tiny table with the, with the large chairs. So it's just a... Uh, the the end of yeah set design is kind of going out the window now because we're just going to be spending most of our time either in a car or uh, watching an, you know the inside of a cockpit and uh, a bunch of people huddled together in the tourist section. Sean, thanks for being with us here as we're as we're actually closing out the year when we're recording this in uh, 2016. This will be the last uh, broadcast of 2016 for for our podcast. And you're you're just beginning on uh, on Spinal Tap uh, minute. Have, do you have many? Uh, recorded at the time of this uh recording uh at, at this time we've got nothing recorded we did do a, a little teaser a bit of a trailer for uh for the upcoming spinal tap minute which should be coming up probably uh late to mid early 2017 we don't have any episodes in the can yet but we are excited to to get started 
Well, I, I'm looking forward to it. Definitely, it's going to be a, a lot of fun. And uh, I know you have a, there's a lot of fans of that movie, so you will have a lot of traffic coming to your site. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly hope so. Wow. Well, well, thanks for being with us on on our particular little movie as uh, as we're closing out the year. And we'll definitely tune in. Can they reach you at SpinalTapMinute.com? Is that where people can look for you? Or uh, the website is is not up yet. You can go to SpinalTapMinute.com, but you won't get anywhere. Uh, we are on uh, other social media. We're on uh, Twitter and Instagram at SpinalTapMinute. And we do have a, a Facebook group, uh, the Spinal Tap Minute Listener uh, – excuse me, Spinal Tap Minute Groupies Lounge. Uh, so you can uh, reach out to us there, um, and the website will be up soon. Awesome. Okay. Well, I right. recommend everybody go and go and see that. If uh, for folks looking for so, uh, social media on our particular site, we're always available on uh, Twitter, Airport Minute, and uh, Facebook, Airport Minute, and the Airport Minute Commanders Club. You can also reach us at the great big site, airportminute.com. And please hurry out there because we're down to the less than a half an hour left. So you've got a lot of back backlog to do if you haven't listened to the show before. Um, you can also uh, visit us on uh, iTunes. Uh, Sean, I'm sure we'll be able to find you on iTunes. But if you're looking for us on iTunes, just search for Airport Minute and hit the subscribe button. So we will see you again in the new year. Uh, again, Sean, thanks for being on. Best of luck with, uh, with your show. And uh, we'll catch everybody else uh, here uh, in 2017 on the Airport Minute. Until next year, good day. Goodbye, everybody, and thanks for being with us. Nice going, sweetheart. Remind me to send a thank you note to Mr. Bowling. Mm-hmm.